Dovetail Divers going to try and do it from Barry in a box. Went by the 600 metres, running the first 750 in 46.18. Leads Sutto's Gal, third Tiger Heart. Fourth release, the means being felt for by Dipman. Then came Shahonka coming off the bit as well. Miss Hipstar on the way forward. A long way back, Jackson on time. Then Bump and Rana, Chatty Lady and Glorious Ruby. In the home straight, he gets to the outside on Shahonka. She starts to put in well now. Got it a bumping jill with release, the means. But while all that was happening, Tiger Heart was off and gone. Tiger Hunt booted away. Miss Hipstar Shahunka run on fairly. Sutto's gal battling away. But Tiger Hunt is a mile in front and is far too good for them. Tiger Hunt bolted into the Vogue Rogue. Beat home Shahunka, Miss Hipstar and Dovetail Diva. Then release the beans. Sutto's gal, Chatty Lady, Glorious Ruby, Bump and Run and Jackson on time. Last home in 123.48. Tiger Hunt by an ever-widening margin. Uh, adds black type to his CV, winning the Group 3 Vairog played. Tony Gollan says he loves the summer carnival in southeast Queensland, and why wouldn't he? Another double there yesterday with Tiger Heart and Salatine. He's our first guest. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Dave. I certainly do love the summer carnival here in here in Brisbane in Queensland. It's fantastic. It's been great for our stable. People will see the form of Tiger Heart, and they'll see that unplaced run at Eagle Farm. But you were one person who uh, anyone who wanted to listen would tell them that. He didn't uh, handle Eagle Farm. He didn't cope with Eagle Farm that day. And that's a, a scenario we hope. We hope is now finished. But he's one horse who pulled up pretty ordinarily after the gold edition. Yeah, he's probably as bad as I've had one pull up straight after a race off Eagle Farm the other day. And the track was exceptionally firm that day. Um, now, that's not saying he wouldn't handle good for a terminally Gold Coast, a Sunshine Coast, etc. It's just a different beast, Eagle Farm. And, We've made plenty of mentions of it. I, I even felt in the winter, I really liked the horse. I loved his form lines going towards the, the big two-year-old race. And, and that day, he just wasn't in performance for the winter at group one level. And that, that's why he didn't perform. But I just knew he was better than what I saw that day. I even thought his first up run back at Eagle Farm over a 1,000 metres. I know he ran an OK third, but it was only OK. And the horse was going a lot better. And, and arguably he should have won at Doom in his next start. So he should be unbeaten at Doom. Um, he's just a really good horse across the road. So with that Eagle Farm stuff in mind, does it put any doubts in your mind, Tony? Like, you always thought this horse, he's a good horse. Um, yeah. So does it sort of do you just have any little misgivings that sort of whether you second-guess yourself or you just maintain that it's just that track the whole time? Oh, I think you just got to keep an eye on your horse, Nathan, and just be comfortable in your in your opinion of him. So... No, I didn't second-guess myself at all, particularly the way that he worked on the Tuesday. But I was really keen to see how he rebounded back mm. that week after that Eagle Farm run because, like I said, down the back, he, he was he, he was walking out you know, sort of sideways of his type stall. He, he was really not stepping out forward like he should have been post-race. And he was quite distressed. And so I was really keen to see how he how he was that, that week back under saddle. He was really good. Then he worked you know, really well with Tambo's mate on Tuesday morning going into the Vyrog. And I was just very confident with all the, the data we have on him with his track work, et cetera, yeah, stride length and, and speed and recovery, et cetera, that he was, that he was right up to the mark for the weekend. And the heavy, the heavy 10 was another, another whole beast, but on his pedigree, I, I was probably never really worried. And I knew his form on soft ground was great. Yeah, exactly right. You speak of his pedigree. He's by better than ready out of Philadelphia. And many of our listeners will remember her as a, a well above average mare for the Rob Heathcote stable. She was a multiple city winner. Yeah. And I don't think this horse has actually even got out to his, to his real right trip yet. I think a mile will, will suit him absolutely down to the ground. I think yeah, that's 
if you look at that run yesterday, I think it'd be hard to disagree with that, that he wouldn't run a good mile. And I think Philadelphia, I, know, I think she won at 2000, but I think her best trip from memory mm. was around about that mile. She was an awfully good mare. And she was an awfully good mare on wet ground as well. She was, Nathan, yes. I'd give me good heart. I know it's only a, it's only a guide. It's never an absolute, you know, Monty that they're going to get through it. But he just he just gave me all the feelings that, that he would, and I thought he worked well on soft ground on Tuesday. And he's just, yeah, he's, a, he's a horse I really like. I, I just I love the way he's improving. I love physically how he keeps on improving as well for me. And um, if I just take his eagle farm runs out, he's got an awfully good record. So with him not being paid up for Magic Millions, is that, that it for him now, this prep, and you look to the winter? Yeah. Yeah, it's bloody annoying. And, and I, I, said, I put him away at the, at the end of the winter and I said, oh, well, I think he's a really, really magic man's guineas horse, you know, for the summer. And I said, ready, and David Chester called me. He said, yeah, you know, he's not magic man's eligible. And I said, oh, surely you can do something about that. <laughs> he said, no, I can't. And even Barry Bowden said yesterday, if he couldn't, then no one could. So we couldn't uh, we couldn't break any of the, of the rules, which is fair enough. Uh, and therefore he can't take his place, which is it was frustrating. But, I mean, that's, that's just the way it was. I didn't know. When when they bought the horse, I had no idea that I was even training it. So it's just one of those things. We're probably lucky enough to get him into the stable, you know, and it's just, just one of those things. that so we'll put him away now. And I'd rather, I'd like to set him towards the Winter Carnival, but I, I must admit the Eagle Farm situation with him only liking one venue or every other venue other than Eagle Farm, it does pigeonhole me a bit for the Carnival. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's what I was saying earlier when I said we hope, we hope. Well, we do hope that come m- middle of March when we back racing at Eagle Farm that this situation could be resolved. What do you think, Tony? Do you think it will I be? Don't, I don't think it will be. Not, not, not in that short term. Not, not, for that, not for the difference that this horse has on mm. the ground. I mean, it'll be better than what it was, there's no doubt. And I thought during the Winter Carnival this year, you know, it's probably as, as good or as consistent as the track raced, to be honest. But it's still, it's, it's still a huge difference to our other surfaces um, and you're still going to see that that form pattern if you have a horse that doesn't want to stretch out there or he's had particularly bad experiences there which this horse has I, I think it's it's hard to put him put him back there so I, I don't think it'll change too much for this horse the, the, the other horses that are just fringe you know not liking it but don't go too bad on it they'll, they'll probably be better on it come winter because there's no doubt the surface will be better um, you know as we get into the autumn winter months than what we saw in the summer Oh, maybe you just have to line up a wild card race for Tiger Heart next year to get him to a Magic Millions Cup yeah, or something like next a, year. Yeah, the cutest race for sure, Nathan. Like, you know, you'll probably see him running that ticket next year. I don't know, but yeah. try and take his part in, in the cutest race or something like that, or maybe even the buffering to get into the cup. Who knows? But he, he's a quality horse. He's a horse I like. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be afraid to take him away either, to be honest. You know, if there was going to be a, a wet autumn, it might even enter into my thoughts yep. to head away with him also because I think he's a horse that, I, like I said, I don't think we've seen his best distance range yet either. I think a mile will be absolutely perfect for him. Mm. What about the last winner, Salatine? Uh, she secured a start. I, I'd already backed her in the benchmark 78, so I'm not that happy with you this morning <laughs> because she would have she would have won that for practice. But the, the, the serious point with Salatine is uh, she arrived here from interstate and uh, she comes under your care. Has she exceeded your expectations or did you think you could get to this level, which you got to yesterday? Well, early on, um, I didn't really know a lot about her. Obviously, I'm, I'm terrific friends with Peter and Paul Snowden and I didn't actually even ask them too much about her at the start. I was just whacking away with her and then I had her in her first start. I mean, her trials and that were a little bit here and there. She was quite a hot hot mare and gets to get herself quite warm in work and I was sort of just sort of tinkering around for a little bit and then had her in for her first start. It was on the Sunday after the Wheatwood, and I was talking to Paul that week, and he said, you got that mare that we had in. He didn't tell me you had her. And I said, no, I just forgot about it. And he said, I think she's 
not far off being stakes grade and she absolutely bolted in on, the, on that Sunday meeting. It was a low grade meeting there and she, she won like a nice horse and I sort of said to Mitho after it, she's given me a really good feel and everything she's sort of throwing back at me. I, I think she could measure up to our summer carnival. I didn't think the depth of our mares races was going to be as strong as what they've come up. That's a really strong race yesterday and I think all our mares races this summer have had really good depth of them um, and with her rating where she was, she was just really hard to get to that level and She's another horse, a bit like Tiger Heart. She had two runs at Eagle Farm, and she's just not the same horse at all. So back to Doom, and she's unbeaten. So, you know, it's a, it's a tale of two tracks for, for both my winners yesterday. And I thought back at Doom, and she was good enough for stakes class. I must admit, if we had had dry ground, I, I probably couldn't have ever had her beating Isotope. But that was the depth of the race yesterday. And when the track got really wet, I was her, her worst performance in Sydney was on a heavy eight. I was reluctant to want to even know whether we could keep running her yesterday, but we decided to roll the dice and it just come up sixes, so it was perfect. <laughs> Tell us about the conversation that went on through the day. <laughs> <laughs> I rung Anthony Mitt, and this is the numero uno of Rosemont, and um, I said, it's boring. You know, you hear all this noise in the background. Where, where are you? Oh, I've just finished on a Bucks party and we've got to some bar or something. We've been in Flemington all day. Oh, he was very jovial. <laughs> so I, I always knew we were rolling the dice. It meant I could hear the beats in the background. So we were never, we were never scratching. But it was, it, was, it, was a good, um, it was a good it was a good idea, clearly. I mean, she's a very valuable man. When he bought her, since then, Halal come out and had an awesome spring of Group 1 place. I mean, he won a won a group race as well in the spring. So her value was already enhancing. Mm. Then she become a city winner up here, which which helped her, of course. But then if we could get black type, even you know, win or place, it was just going to you know, really increase her value. And to win a black type race yesterday, it makes her a very valuable man for the team. And not only that, we get a wild card into Magic Means Day now. And arguably on yesterday's win, I know it was a heavy 10 and they'll question form here and there. Um, I think she'll step up very well at the Gold Coast and 300 will suit. I think that's a good point you make. She's unbeaten at Dooman, but her past two wins, when she won there back in the middle of November, there was no fluke about the performance. In fact, no. it was impressive because she was wide. And, and I know maybe yesterday being wide on the heavy 10 may have not been a, such an imposition or a disadvantage, but again, she raced yeah. wide. So there's no fluke about these wins. Yeah, I don't think she, I think she's the only horse yesterday, David, that actually raced wide and went wider that won. A lot of them horses got back and got to the inside yesterday and I'm sort of still a bit, bit intrigued as to why the jockeys were getting off fence so much there because a lot of the winners were coming back up the inside mm. and a lot of the good runs like Kisikano arguably got a better run in transit back through the inside than what this mare got so I thought her win was, was particularly good. Her win at Doom and like you said that last start and mind you she hasn't raced for quite a while due to bad barriers and just races off and just things not going right for her in that regard nothing's the way the horse was going um, so she had the trial. She was spaced between runs, and you know to do what she did and cover the ground she covered. I thought she was excellent. And, you know she's 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 no um no flukish chance come the Gold Coast in a fortnight. I think she's right up to that grade. Tony, you were forced to scratch Isotope on the the heavy ground. Where does that leave you now from a Magic Millions point of view with her? Yeah, I thought I wasn't forced to scratch an ace, but I, I pretty well I pretty well was. You know, thirty two weeks fresh up. You know, on a heavy ten. Even if I had a one yesterday, what would I have taken out of it for two weeks' time? It just wasn't worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not overly sure she'd love that ground either, so it wasn't worth it. Uh, it makes me... Well, look, I'm so pleased to wake up this morning and see sunlight and a nice day because we can hopefully get a nice set of barrier trials in on Tuesday. And that was always my plan, really, was to have three lots of trials with her and go fresh up into the snippets. Just that she was coming to hand so well, I was comfortable to go to the races on New Year's Day with her. So... 
I just go. I just revert back to the normal plan now, uh, fresh up into the magic mean snippets. A bit more to come out of the nudgy from your stable. Crone, good in fifth. Miami Fleiss finished officially uh, eighth. Tell us about those two horses. I think Crone was terrific. Um, got a little bit further back than probably where I anticipated, but I was just keen for Georgian to ride her where she was comfortable. I really wanted to see a run on. A pass mark for me going into this race was, was on the back of the of the top three, you know, four tips. That's what I told the connections. And I think I'd be really happy with her run. And we just know how much she improves after a first up run, particularly getting out to the 13, 1400. She's just a whole whole bunch better mare. So she looks like she's right back on track. It's a lot better run than her lead up run in the Magic Means Day last year, I can tell you. So um, hopefully you know, we can get some sting out of the ground and she can get to the coast because she's a, a really good chance of defending her title down there. And um, I thought Miami Fleiss was good. She just stepped that little bit slow again, which she can do, which is nothing. It wasn't astronomically bad, but it was bad enough. She had to use it, but then she relaxed really nicely. Just the longer she come off the bridle in the straight, she wanted to bore in and hang in, which has been a, a bad trait of hers over time. And I think it was accentuated yesterday by that really wet ground. She almost had to check her. She was hanging in that much, and that probably cost her running third. So arguably, she probably should have run third in the race. I thought her run was a good pass mark. I just felt I needed to give her that run yesterday, even though I was never overly comfortable on the ground. I just couldn't go six weeks between runs to Magic Means Day. So I'm comfortable with that run under her belt and she'll head to the Gold Coast in good shape. Tony, so much focus is put on Magic Millions Day and getting the horses there. Are you happy with where you sit a fortnight out with the team that you're going to be taking there to the $10 million day? Yeah, I am. It's a little bit of a different team. To last year, I'm not sure if I've got a two-year-old yet. That, that picture will be un, probably unveiled a bit after next weekend. But I haven't got a three-year-old, unfortunately, because my main seed's not eligible. But uh, I'm pretty comfortable with what we got. We've got Baller and Isotope will be in the sprint at this stage. Um, Crone, Salatine, maybe Miami Flies in the Mares. Miami Flies maybe in the Cutest. F Troop probably first up into the Cutest now. He'll trial Tuesday as well. So we're going to have our... And we've got a couple in the Maiden. So we're going to have our usual representation i'm pretty comfortable with it with the team we got so it's been a good day to us in years gone by so i really hope this year's the same but i'm under no illusion as to how tough a day it is but i'm really wrapped with the way the horses are racing leading in the magic means day and i do feel i've got enough carrots left in them to to get there at their peak i want to talk about one horse from your stable that didn't appear yesterday but was scheduled to and it is the two-year-old honeypot. Now, to say her preparation or her lead-up for the Magic Millions is far from ideal would be an understatement. We <laughs> we saw the, uh, the, the, the ordinary start of the Sunshine Coast when she went into the yeah. race with a big boom on her and yeah. then, of course, um, scratched yesterday. You, you'll run her on Saturday. The reason I wanted to talk about her is that everyone is, when talking about the Magic Millions, saying you're either with Cool and Gatter or you're against Cool and Gatter, but if you're against Cool and Gatter... You've got to try and find one to beat her. And at this stage, there's nothing shaping really powerfully. Could Honeypot be the one? How good is she? She's, she's pretty good filly. Um, and, and my preparation hasn't been ideal. You're right. I just had a few little, little niggles there. But to be fair, David, my plan was to run at the Sunshine Coast and obviously win. Mm. Well, that didn't happen. So that's what probably put me back a little bit. But my, my plan prior to that was to run there and win and then actually run the week before and back up into the millions. Yeah. So I haven't really deviated from my route too much. It was always either there or this this week or the next week. So I'm really not, I'm not feeling my preparation's been stuffed around as far as fitness or where I've targeted my horse. So I'm comfortable to go next weekend, probably slightly more so than what I was to go yesterday, to be fair. Um, I didn't think she needed a really hard 1,200 two weeks out, particularly on wet ground. So the, um, the bad gate probably did me a favour. 
Mm. So we'll just see where she lands next week. She's just got to be on her best behaviour, hasn't she? You know, if she behaves herself well and steps away real well, Ryan Maloney takes over as writer. Uh, if she can do things well, then ability-wise, I think it's a very open year. It's, you know, I think Annabelle's horse yesterday, depending on what you make of the run on the wet ground, may have exposed the Wyong form a little bit. I'm not sure. I think it's a really tricky year. And like you said, if you don't think Killing Gat is a, a moral, then something will jump out of the pack and it may be Honeypot next, next Saturday. Well, I think we left Dooman last Sunday. We we expected Curling Gatter to win, and, and win she did. But I don't think anyone left the track saying, oh, well, it's all over now, you know, engrave the name on the trophy. Because visually, and I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to say, people don't want to say it, uh, visually she wasn't dynamic. Now, there are several factors that could see her be dynamic in two weeks' time because she, you know, could be on firmer ground. They might have a, you know... Uh, right at, uh, at a peak for the day. So, of course, we might see an explosive performance. But on that performance alone, you wouldn't be saying she's past the post. I don't think fitness-wise she can improve a whole lot. She did okay. stay with us. Um, we're going into it. She was very hard and fit, sort of filling. I think Kieran's job, you know, now, and I've spoken to Kieran post-race and whatnot, is just to, to keep her as good as he can get her as where she's at. I don't think that run will bring her on any more fitness-wise. I do think she did a good job to win on negative splits last week. She's obviously very tough, but I do question the quality of horses that were chasing her down too. I don't think they... They, so they all had their chance to beat her. So I think she's just got to get a better run in transit than what she got the other day. They went out quite quick and obviously come home quite slow. So she was there to be beaten and she wasn't. She's a real winner. Um, but we all know Magic Millions is a pressure race and she'll have to absorb more pressure again and who knows? Maybe we'll know a lot more. This week's race... You know, historically, is a great form guide reference for the week after. And mm. I've tried my filly back to back on weeks before, which is always better on the second trial than the first one. So I've got no issues with the seven day backup and Chapman's to win on, on Saturday. You've been very generous with your time this morning. Appreciate your comments as we always do. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.